Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we are just thrilled to be in a conversation with you every week. And I just want to give a quick shout out to all of you who have come up to us, whether it was at a recent immersion event, which I got a chance to talk to many of you at a recent immersion that we had back in Dallas a few uh, weeks back. And all of you who've been leaving us some remarkable reviews, which we've been asking for, Dr. Steven. So it's been awesome to see some great reviews, five stars, and just uh, great encouragement to us for the podcast and, and how this has added value to you. So we're super grateful because you know what the goal of our podcast, Dr. Steven, is that we would help our listeners become more remarkable CEOs and leaders because we know that what the world needs now is chiropractic and what chiropractic needs right now is more remarkable chiropractors and CEOs and teams. So we're beginning a series today on practice models. We're doing a two-part series this week. We're going to focus more on the CAs and we're digging into your practice and the practice model CAs. And we're going to pick it up again next week with a part two in the series, talking more about your DCs and the DC models for practice. Dr. Steven, really excited to have a conversation with you today about the practice models part one. Yeah, I love um, coming off of the energy of an immersion, uh, Pete. So, you know, because what it does is it is it not only encourages us, like you said, it's like I get so energized with those immersions as you've been teasing me this week uh, that you had to pull, drag me off the stage. And that's always the case. So it's just like, let us run, man. There's so much to do. Uh, and it's so much fun doing it with our awesome Remarkables. Um, but one thing it does is it gives us a peek behind the curtain, right? So it gives us, it forces the collisions that create the conversations that reveal the confusions, right? So we start talking about like, what do you guys need help? Like, I, I, I listen to the questions I get, right? It's like, all right, so it's not only the people that raise their hands in the room and ask questions, but really when they pull you aside to get a cup of coffee or they meet you at the bar for a beer uh, and the questions that they're asking at that point and where the points of confusion are. So, you know, really it was, um, that was the impetus for us talking about these practice models, right? So um, this first one we're going to talk about, uh, this first episode, we're going to talk about the difference between a ski team and a football team. Uh, and then part two of this is going to be talking about a broken white line versus a solid white line in your practice, right? So when you hear us talk about practice models, right? So from a high level, it's like, how does your practice run? How does it operate, right? So the first one is gonna be really about team building. The second one is gonna be about associate doctors, right? So largely about associate doctors and patient flow, right? So let's get into this conversation. Let me, um, let me, let me set the table so we can eat here. So, you know, the big idea is, is that there's, really fundamentally um, two ways to build a team, right? So in the chiropractic uh, ecosystem, right? So one uh, I call the ski team and one I call the football team, right? So a ski team is uh, different from a football team when you think about it practically, right? Like a ski team is everyone's in the same outfit, everybody's using the same gear, the same skis, poles, bindings, boots, et cetera, right? So everyone is skating the same lines around the same gates and everybody's 
you know, essentially using the same technique and they all have the same objective, right? Get down the hill and they're racing against the clock. It's like, ready, go, ready, go, ready, go, right? And whoever finishes first uh, without any penalties, they win, right? So that's a, that's a ski team, right? It is a team of experts, right? So the football team is very different than the ski team, okay? The football team uh, is a team of specialists, versus a team of experts. A football team, when you think about it, there's many positions on the football team. You know, you got the quarterback, you got the nose guard, you got the fullback, you got the wide out, the tight end, right? So the kicker, et cetera. And that's just offense, right? So you think about like these many roles, positions, or functions on a football team. And each one of these positions has a set of responsibilities that are organized underneath that function. And each of those positions, because of those responsibilities, calls for a unique human, right? A unique human being that has a very specific um, set of skills, talents, physical attributes, right? So this is a different genius for each one of these positions, right? So I, I love this analogy because I think it's very rich and it's full. You know, we love our sports analogies, right? At the end of the day, maybe the sports analogy doesn't resonate with you. Maybe you're like, man, I don't know what you're talking about when you talk about all the different positions on a football team. Maybe for you, it's like, if you were going to be writing a play, right, each one of the, the characters in the play calls for a very specific type of human being to play a role in the play to tell the story accurately and convey the story you're trying to convey, right? So whatever works for you, for us, we're going to talk about ski teams versus football teams. It's a team of experts versus a team of specialists. And what are the advantages and disadvantages of each? Because Dr. Pete, as CEOs, we know there's always a trade-off. Yeah, there absolutely is. And, you know, for me, you know, just even this conversation, how valuable it is, this is such an important subject, being in a seat of being a, a coach and working with CEOs and business owners, you know, on a daily basis, you know, we're constantly looking at the, through the lens of what we call the organizational chart and the accountability chart. So the organizational chart, it tells you how the business is structured where the accountability chart tells you how the business functions. So remember, there's the organizational chart is how your business is organized. It's the structure of it. And so when you start thinking about building a team and putting people in very specific roles, you actually are thinking about not just a person in a role, it's the function of that role and who is the right person to actually do that function, right? Who is the person that's the best person to that function? And of course, that person would be the person who that's in their wheelhouse, their zone of genius. And so I absolutely love the, the, the analogy of football because I'm very familiar with that. We are. But I think if you can extrapolate that out and say, okay, the reality is, is that it, historically, if you're, if I'm being brutally honest, we always speak, you know, from scar tissue is that I probably understood that concept, but I tried to still build a ski team. <laughs> I still tried to take my football team and build a ski team because I had this thought that, you know, the goal is to get a bunch of experts where everybody is able to do the same thing. So at any moment in time, I could just move people in and out and just do this. And that's, that was how I built my first many practices and many teams because there was turnover in teams, especially in the early years where you're like, you know, everybody's got to have this, all the skills to be cross-trained just in case, because you know what, that just in case was happening more often in the, in the early days, because it was a higher turnover. But then once you 
start to really figure this out, you start to realize, okay, there's a better way to do this. And that's what we want to talk about, Doc, today is, hey, I don't know, when you look at your organizational accountability chart right now, if you would say you have more of a team of experts than you do have more of a team of specialists. But our goal is to help bring clarity to this, talking again about the pitfalls. Also, again, the, the beauty of, of doing it and doing it well. And uh, Doc Steven, I, I love this idea of organizing by your role, hiring for a specific role and function, taking somebody with a specific set of, again, skills, strengths, putting them in a zone of genius where they can win, where they've got specific responsibilities and accountability, and they're actually successful in their work. Yeah. That's really it. So why would they want to leave you if they're actually functioning in their gift, in their strengths, where they're, they can win, and they're ultimately helping you with, you know, with moving the business forward? And if we hire right, which is get the right person first, meaning they bought into your vision story, they share your core values, they're an A player, they have the heart, they've got the talent, they've got the skill, you bring them in, putting them in that right role that's just the next logical thing. If we can nail those first two rights, I'll tell you what, it's a game changer. And this is what we, again, I think do as well as anyone in the space. So Dr. Vita, I think you just showed your hand as to what your preference is. <laughs> and I think probably people picked up on my bias just from the opening, right? So at the end of the day, gang, there's, you know, there's many ways to skin this cat, right? So, and we're not going to tell you there's a right way or a wrong way to do this, but we almost always show up telling you that we feel that there's a best way and a better way to do this, right? So a better way and a best way to do it. Here's a few words from our podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. So let's talk about the pros and cons of each. Um, and, you know, as you can tell, both of us are bullish on the idea of putting together a team of specialists, right? Putting together a football team, right? So let's talk about the pros and cons of each. So ski team, you know, when you put together a ski team and it's a team of these experts, they're expert chiropractic assistants, right? So they work in a chiropractic office and they have been cross-trained is usually the argument that, that you'll hear made. I, I run a lean team. I, I have team members who know how to do everything and they are able to cover any position and do whatever we need them to do at any point in time, right? So the cross-training is usually a hint when you hear people describe their ski team, right? So um, what I want you to know is cross-training is definitely not exclusive to a ski team, but more on that in a second, right? So when they say, I've got everybody that are capable of doing everything all the time, what I know is they feel secure in knowing that if they lose a person or somebody's out on holiday or vacation or on pregnancy leave or somebody quits or is fired, whatever, they have somebody who can slide in there and cover and do the things that make the practice move, right? And make it work, right? So that's the advantage, you know, of doing things from a ski team perspective. It's probably 
it feels more secure. It feels more stable. And it also feels like you could probably run a leaner team doing things that way. Right. So um, the drawbacks to this is that what we recognize, or actually, you know what, let me do it in a different, different order. Let me say the benefits of, of looking at a football team, right? Like we say, if we did a team of specialists, here's our theory that each of the roles or functions of the business requires a different genius, right? God only makes geniuses. Our job as the CEO is to say, I know the functions of the business. In other words, I know all the roles or I know all the positions because I know the responsibilities. I know the type of person or the specific genius this role calls for. My job is to then know who are the people on my team? What is their genius? And we're not just guessing here. We're big advocates of testing for this, right? So we look at effective tests like strengths finders to figure out what work energizes you. We look at cognitive testing to find out how do you behave. So we put people really into their zone of strength. In other words, how are they hardwired to behave, right? So we put them into a role that they're hardwired to be awesome at and the work that we're giving them to do energizes them. That's, that's the big key to this piece, right? So we're putting that right person in the right role based on their genius. You know, the benefit of that is you have people just focused on doing work that they're naturally hardwired to be awesome at. They enjoy doing it because they're awesome at it and the work energizes them versus putting them in a role where some of the work that they have to do just really is not what they're hardwired to be awesome at. In fact, very often they're awful at it and we spend a lot of time, energy, and focus trying to get them to be less awful, right? So, and it's just draining. It just drains their soul, drains the energy out of them, right? So we all know the truth. The, your business, your practice, your business is always a reflection of your energy, your energy, and your team's energy. When your energy's up, the business is up. Energy's flat, business is flat. Energy's down, the business is down. So the advantage of running this football team is you've got the genius model in place. In other words, I have the right person in the right role doing the right work the right way, which elevates that energy. Okay. So now you'd say, okay, so what's the trade-off, right? So some of you are thinking, well, if I do it that way, the trade-off there is exposure. Like if I lose one of those geniuses, then what? I don't have people that can move into that spot. Here's the truth is, of course, we promote cross-training. Okay. But we cross-train this way. This is your primary role because this is your genius. This is your secondary role. Okay. And this is your tertiary role. So the primary role, we want to see you have mastery. The secondary role, we want you to have competency. And the tertiary role, you, we want you to have familiarity, right? So you have the basis covered, so to speak. But most of the time, let's say most of the time, 80% of the time or more, you have the person in their zone of genius doing work that they're awesome at, doing work that energizes them. And by default, the aggregate energy of the business goes up and your business grows. Dr. Pete, I'm a big fan of the football team. Yeah, I don't think we are, um, you and I, willing to negotiate either um, at this point. So I think- You're not going to you know, talk us out of it. Yeah, like coming, you know, speaking from experience and, you know, again, like you said, having visibility into, you know, hundreds of practices actively at this time and thousands over the years, it's like, the reality is, is this is what works best. So it's like, you know, when you see a patient, you give them recommendations for care, they're not suggestions. So this is a conversation. <laughs> we are having a conversation. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to follow through with this, but this is not a negotiable in my world. And as Let long as it is, some paint. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's a negotiable in your world, then that's fine. You know, you can continue to, to go that way. But I think for most docs that, you know, doc, we have a chance to, to have a conversation like this with, and then 
we get to look, you know, pick up the hood and look under the engine and see what's going on there. It's like, yep, this is going to be the best situation for you long-term. And if you're a CEO, you know, a remarkable CEO, this is the way that a remarkable CEO builds their business. You talk about using leverage. You want to talk about creating durability. I mean, this is exactly what it is. There's a world of difference between a scalable and scaling well, and then scaling well to creating durability. And again, this comes back to the conversation we're having right now, which is about team leveraging a team and building a team that's built to last. Now, this is you know lean and mean. I, you know, talking about that for a minute because a lot of docs I think struggle with that. Lean is mean. It's mean to you. It's 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 nice. It's it's kind for a while. It's a good idea early stage. You know, as you're a launch. Uh, early build, but after after a little while, you're very exposed there. So again, we're not looking for us to go to a point where we're we're being you know irresponsible with with the team, you know. But I think having a bench of people that are being groomed into certain positions is also really helpful. You know, they may be wired for a, a very specific role, but they've also been they've also been cross trained, so they've got the ability to step into another role. The idea of having someone who has a primary, knowing that they have a primary, which is where their mastery is, they have a secondary where there's an expectation of competency, and then they have a tertiary where, like you said, they have familiarity. This actually adds a lot of energy to your weekly team trainings because now I'm not only training and focused and engaged when we're training on what is my area, but now when I train with the team and I know there's there's these secondary and tertiary roles that I can step into. Think about how that increases the attentiveness, participation, focus, and engagement of every player at every weekly team training. Think about that. So now when you're training as a team, think about the CEOs. Even if you've delegated the training to maybe your COO or maybe your clinic director, if that's another role, maybe a doctor on your team who's elevated and, and ascended into that role and they're leading team trainings, think about the engagement for each person showing up knowing I have my primary, I have my secondary, I have a tertiary. Think about that. That's an yeah. exciting Versus place them to... checking out during training and just exactly. being like, well, this isn't my role. These aren't my lines. I'm, no, I'm checking out of it, right? hundred percent. So yeah. I see this translating beautifully into creating a culture of training where, you know, we show up engaged and everyone is, is looking to take their level up to another level, whether it's mastery or competency or familiarity. It's okay. Huge. So let, let's make this real. Let's 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 bring this to an example because this is I think this is excellent. So let's say we're doing a training on day one. Let's say, let's say we're doing a training. New patient comes in on day one, right? So here's here's the training that we're going to do. Let's assume you are following the remarkable practice system, and you've got a check in CA, you've got a check out CA, and you've got a new patient concierge who's the tech CA, right? So there's three roles, right? So bear with us as we walk through this, right? So imagine this training. New patient comes in through the front door. It's the check-in CA that greets the new greets the new patient, make sure they have their paperwork complete, right? What have you? Completes the paperwork, what have you? Alerts the new patient concierge that the new patient is here. They're going to do an office tour, right? So now we train on new patient walks in. We greet the new patient. We make sure that their paperwork's all set. We alert the new patient concierge that the new patient is here. They come up to the front desk. We introduce them. They take them. They do the tour. Okay, there's the first half of the training. Checkout CA is observing that. Why? Because that's going to be their secondary role and they're going to go next, right? So now they switch roles. Checkout CA, whose secondary 
check out check in CA jumps over to the check in CA and does that same training. This is now her secondary position, right? So then they switch again and the new patient concierge jumps up and they cover check in, which is their tertiary position, right? So now you see check up you've got a tech CA whose secondary role is check out tertiary role is check in. So now everybody's training on that same action item. And can you imagine how great of a job the check in CA would do as a new patient concierge because they know what it's like to be on the other side of the desk and vice versa, right? Now, now let's check out that new patient. Now we're at the end of day one, right? New patient concierge is bringing that new patient up to check out, right? So new patient concierge is in their primary role. They're going to drop off that new patient at the checkout CA for checkout, right? So they're going to do a recap. The checkout CA is going to be in their primary role. They're going to go through the checkout process of day one. Check-in CA, wow, they're paying attention because guess what? They know they're going next, right? Because their secondary position is going from check-in to check-out right here in training, right? So then they flip, right? So next thing you know, you've got the check-in CA over at checkout and we do through we go through it again. And then you know where I'm going with this. Then it flips again, right? And that new patient concierge jumps out behind the checkout CA position, the check-in CA, then she becomes the new patient concierge. And you can see what we're doing. We're going round and round, right? So the person who is the primary leads the training for that part of the you know, the scripting and the process. And then everybody switches and drops in. Dr. Pete, it seems like it sounded really complex. And thank you for bearing, bearing with me through that. But I want you to see that right there, you can see where we're training depth into the team. And we're going from, we're expecting mastery out of somebody in their primary role. They've got competency in their secondary role and a familiarity into their third role, depth. I mean, this energizes me so much, even just listening to you as you just gave this that one example, it, it's, it's exactly how we've always designed, we designed the trainings and it's an absolute, just magic. It's, it's, it's really just an awesome experience. It's humbling in some ways, but it's empowering. And I actually take the primary role, whoever's in that primary role, and I have them be the primary coach in that moment then coaching up the secondary and the tertiary. So it's amazing because, you know, even though you're a primary and you're in that role, you, you know, you know, you're the, the, the spotlight is on you in that you're a moment. Master. Yeah. And it's, it's on you and you know how it should be done. And they're watching you. The beautiful thing is, is then when you get to watch other people and learn how to give feedback, what an incredible dynamic of creating a team of trainers where you're training people how to train, you're training them how to give constructive feedback, how to coach, um, it's amazing when you teach your people actually how to do that. You're developing coaches and trainers with your people. We, 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 we just, that was my, that was my jam. You know, it was like, I wanted to always, I'm always coaching on my team to be coaches, to be trainers, because, you know, we always had new doctors and new interns and new people shadowing and practices. We always wanted to come and see our practice, see how do you do what you do? And it's like, listen, everybody's trained to train. Everybody's trained to coach. Everybody's trained to develop. And, you know, what was fun was even throwing the doctors, I throw new, new intern, your check-in CA today. And you know what? They're like, really? And I'm like, really? You saw it four times. You got it. Let's go. And it's like, there's nobody standing around. And I think what, what's awesome is that, you know, we create a cult. That's a culture, right? This is a training culture. We talk about, you know, a team of specialists uh, versus a team of experts and, the beautiful thing is it's actually a different culture and the amount of mutual connection and respect for each other. We talk about 
we say things like, you know, everyone is responsible. Individuals are accountable or one person's accountable. Guess what? This is where that rubber hits the road and everybody looks at each other and there's this amazing synergy between the team. We can, I could do the no look pass and you totally saw it coming. I can throw an alley-oop, bam. I know I'm changing from football to basketball, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's just an amazing co- cohesiveness between like the handing off and the, 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 just the, the, the nuances of, of the, just the dance. It's such a dance yes. being on the floor in a shift, busy shift, Monday afternoon, cranking. And it's like, I love the see my, t- everybody knows what to do, the little nuances and things that are going wrong, but we immediately knew what to do because we train on when that scenario happens, we do this, you know, and, and everybody and knows. There's an appreciation. There's a level yeah. of an appreciation from, from role to role to be like, man, I know how, I know how important it is to do a great recap on that handoff when you're the new patient concierge handing a new patient off at the end of day one. If you are the checkout CA on that side, it's like, I can key them up for a nice, really successful, stress-free, let's call it easy checkout of day one. Or man, I could just do a lousy job there on that handoff. And it's a heavy lift to try to check somebody out. So Man, you know what? There's, there's so much to be said for the benefits of making sure that you get that right person in the right role and making sure that they stay in their zone of energy, their, their, their zone of genius and energizing that business all the time. And it also creates a level of accountability, right? So if you have this, this team of experts and everyone's doing everything, guess what? There's no way to hold anybody accountable for anything, right? So you end up with this, you know, the I did it, she didn't do it, or he did it, and I didn't do it, right? So that kind of you know loss of accountability where everybody's moving around. Um, and the reality is, is some people might be listening, being like, "Well, there's five positions, and I only have two people, so we've got to be busy covering everything." And and they're running these really lean teams because they're afraid of their overhead. They're afraid of you know, man, all that payroll and how it's going to erode my profit margin. And I'll tell you what, Dr. Pete, you alluded to it the peace of mind that comes with knowing that you have depth on your team, you know, like we call it that shark's tooth analogy. Somebody gets knocked out of a position. It stinks, but you know what? The somebody else slides right in, right? So we don't lose any sleep and more importantly, we don't lose any momentum, right? So at the end of the day, if you do a three-year view of your business, you compare your lean machine with my highly functional football team, right? Where we don't lose any momentum because we, you know, we just have a robust team that's ready to fill in any of those gaps, man. I don't have that wild revenue ride, you know, where month by month, if you lose a key player, you your revenues could be off 10, 15, $20,000 a month for three, four, five, six months. As you try to find a replacement person and skill somebody up and spin them up to be right back up to speed again, man, I'll tell you what, you take a three-year view, three years over three years, And uh, I'm going to beat you every time with the football team. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.